Luca. Bueno. Pinyu. Bueno. Pinyu. Bueno. He's just standing there. Menacingly. I would like to welcome everybody back to a brand new edition of the Adam King Show. This is episode 34, and we just had such an epic week. Everybody saw it on InfoWars. Uh, coming back from hosting the American Journal with Harrison Smith, we had a great time. And popping off of that, we have another amazing episode for everybody. We're going to go so deep in topics I don't even know yet. There's no table of contents to this episode, so we're... We're shooting at the stars, but we got the star with us today, for real. Joining us from Florida, we have the one and only, the queen heartthrob, Miss Laura Loomer herself. Welcome to the Adam King Show. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Well, it's really exciting to have you. Um, God, what are you breaking news stories, your in the press, like every other week, so much is going on. So much to talk about. But first, I want to know, how are you? Because you're taking a beating by a bunch of losers, and I think that sucks. Yeah, you know, it's just pretty much um, how every day is, right? That's the mm -hmm. day in the life of Laura Loomer. But I'm still here, so could be Nobody worse. will ever take out Loomer. Could be worse, but uh, it seems like that's just my life, right? So I've gotten used to it. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely been a crazy uh, last uh, two, three weeks for sure. Uh, was in the news, I'm sure everybody saw. And, um, you know, that's just what happens when you're over the target, right? The media comes after you and right. people in your own party come after you. And it doesn't even matter uh, what you're able to accomplish or uh, the level at which you get noticed, right? In my case, of course, it was being noticed by President Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. who wanted to hire me. Uh, but uh, there's always going to be people out there who want to stop you from being effective. There's always going to be detractors in the media and you just got to keep on going. You just got to keep on haters. Fighting. Haters, but haters going to hate, right? Haters. They hate us because they ain't us. Yeah, exactly. So you just got to keep but on You got going. some serious haters. I mean, I said this to you the other day. King David says in the famous Psalm 23, you set a table before me full of my enemies. You know, you got some heavy duty haters out there. I feel bad for them. Yeah, I do have a lot of really big haters. And uh, it seems like, like I said, both sides of the aisle, uh, they just love to hate me. And some of these people, they're just so obsessed, right? It looks like they just hate me as a hobby. All they do all day long is talk about me and comment on me and post about me. And I don't even interact with them. But it kind of defeats the purpose of canceling me so hard. <laughs> Maybe they're paid. Who knows? But that's crazy uh, thought that people are paid to hate you. You're telling me you're like, wow, I don't think I've ever seen somebody with like haters that are so vitriolic as I've seen with you. And then we were talking about it when you called me last night. And it's totally true. It's like the stuff that they say about me and the things that they pass around. It's just it's to the point where it's just unbelievable where even you said you had received some of it from people and you were just like, uh, this is well too crazy to even be true it's super creepy and uh it should never be directed towards a woman anywhere i want to just say that publicly as a man it's our duty and our responsibility i say this to all the listeners out there on infowars in the broader world we have a duty to protect our women especially the ones who are leading this revolution and um people are out for blood with you i mean like Grown men that think they're women think it's okay to uh, challenge you to fist fights. Yes, grown men who think they're women, homosexual men who want to fight me. Yes, there's uh, all types of haters out there. So, and it's not an exaggeration. Like you said, some of them actually have publicly said they want to fist mm -hmm. fight me. Yeah, and even worse, you know, the the internet trolls have certainly slandered your name in every place of the internet, but. I'll tell you, you know, like, I think it's like such like I wear any of that as a badge of honor and you have way more honor than I do. And it's so impressive how much, you know, it's it. you know, Roger told me Roger Stone, who comes on the show often. He told me that uh, he always says it better to be infamous than famous. And and, you know, in the end of the day, 
everybody's tried to cancel you and remove you. And we'll get into a little bit of that because it's important that people know how deeply you've been canceled. But it's amazing how much they still talk about you after they've removed you from their public. You know, they threw you out of the party and then all they talk about at the party is Laura Loomer. I know, right? They, they, it's like they, they canceled me and then they realized, oh, wait, <laughs> now we don't have anything to talk about anymore because we were generating all of our content off of uh, talking about Laura Loomer. But that's kind of the theme that you see with everybody that's been canceled, whether it's me or Alex Jones or you know whoever it may be. Uh, they constantly talk about people and they go out of their way to cancel them. And then they realize when they cancel these individuals that they have no content because all of their content was generated off of being outraged about people who they canceled. So <laughs> that's kind of why, you know, every single time people get canceled, um, you see that it kind of backfires, right? Because yeah. The left likes to say, oh, deplatforming works. And yeah, it works to an extent in terms of like, you know, destroying somebody financially or ruining their reach or ruining their reputation. But you only like further reinforce their following and make their following that much stronger uh, when you deplatform somebody. So, um, you know, that that phrase of, oh, deplatforming works, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's 100 percent true. Right. I pray for it. I've been praying that Hunter Biden actually tries to sue me like all the other people. I, I've been like egging it on. Like, what do I got to do? I feel so unworthy. Like, what do I need to do to acquire a lawsuit from Hunter Biden? Please, God, well, let me have Roger one. Stone. He wants to see Roger Stone, which is really funny. Oh, I know. He came on the show and talked about it. And it was like a whole thing. And that's when I realized, like, just how much these people, like, they concoct these symphony of lies. And, and like, yeah. you know, they like... I just, I feel left out to tell you the truth. I'm a little bit envious of your, but you know, I learned something about your canceling. You're not even allowed to use Uber. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. I can't use Uber. I'm banned on Uber Eats. That's I'm banned so on Lyft and sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's- What other apps and stuff have banned you? It's crazy that, you know, I was banned from Uber for speaking out about the fact that they hired an ISIS terrorist and then That's tried to raise funny. awareness about it because a month prior to an ISIS terrorist Uber driver killing eight people in a car, oh I was God. actually kicked out of an Uber on Rosh Hashanah for being Jewish. And <laughs> it's wow. like, yeah, I was, out, I was thrown out of an Uber in New York City by a radical Muslim City. driver. So they just don't care about safety. And then, of course, mm -hmm. I was just using provocation online when I said somebody should create a non-Islamic form of Uber and Lyft. <laughs> and then they and then they went crazy on me and they deplatformed yeah. me. And in reality, I was just trying to raise awareness to the disproportionate amount of Islamic Uber drivers who were, you know, <laughs> killing people, raping people, throwing Jews out of cars and that would make such a good series of memes. I'm I'm putting it out there for all the meme content creators to go make a to go make that meme, the Loomer meme of uh, Muslim uh, free uh, Uber drivers. But, you it know, really it, actually happened. it happened. I talked about it in my book, Bloomered, how I became the most banned woman in the world. And mm -hmm. there is a documented pattern of this activity from Uber drivers. It's not just me. So it's unfortunate. Right. But but like you said, I've been banned elsewhere as well. I've been banned on Cash App. I've been banned on PayPal. Cash App. Oh, my God. That's like the black market world app in the entire world. It's so funny. Venmo, GoFundMe. Um, what everything. about Zelle? No. You're still yet. allowed to use Zelle? For now. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy. That. They're going to watch this interview. Laura Loomer. That's so crazy. That's Meshuggah. <laughs> There's going to be a campaign, Adam, and they're going to see this episode and they're going to contact Zell and try to get me banned. <laughs> oh, my God. From Zell? Not from Zell. But seriously, like that's that's so extreme that they would reach so deeply into basically trying to destroy somebody. It's like almost as if you have like the missing link in the Jeffrey Epstein case and they just or like something on like somebody who was Clinton or something. At like, like, who are you, Laura Loomer, that you would be kicked off of every single platform just for provocation? That's so bizarre. It yeah, really is quite bizarre if you think about it, is, it. It is bizarre because I didn't do anything except hold politicians accountable and speak the truth. And right. it's not like I was I was saying anything crazy about Muslims or Islam. Right. Everything that I said about Islam was true. And I was just approaching it from a perspective of human rights. 
and just how oppressive it is, right? And uh, quoting and citing the Quran itself. Yeah. So, um, do you know that Muhammad not- actually rapes three women in the Quran? Rapes. Well, also, too, you know, his favorite wife, uh, Aisha, was six years old, okay, when he married her, and nine years old when he consummated the marriage. And so if you're not allowed to talk about Muhammad being a pedophile, apparently, or right. else hate speech. I think, I think that the worst story in the entire Quran of one of Muhammad's uh, rape victims is the story of Safia, how he kills her husband, rapes her, and then she becomes... Fatima's slave for the rest of her life, his eight-year-old bride's slave for the rest of her life. I believe that's how the story goes. It's in the Quran. They don't hide it. So, but um, but it is intense, you know. And um, I think more people need to speak out about, you know, the crimes that are inside of. You know, there's a lot of people who became Muslim at the edge of the sword. I feel these are like the left fringe of the Muslim world. You know, the Muslim, Islam and Christianity really conquered the world and promoted their religion at the end of the story. Yeah, and there's a lot of people out there who are Muslim against their own will, like you said. Exactly. And they have no choice. They live in a country that's dominated by Sharia. And mm-hmm. if they try to leave or they say that they want to leave Islam or uh, they try to disavow Islam or they try to promote other um, you know, ideologies or religions. And I say ideologies because Islam as its practice in these Muslim majority countries, it's practiced as a political ideology, not necessarily a religion, mm-hmm. right? It's a legal code. And that's considered apostasy for which you'll be killed in any of these societies. So it's quite unfortunate. The whole thing is really unfortunate. And uh, it, it bothers me deeply that uh, you've been prosecuted, just pers- persecuted, um, just for using your your free speech and 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 be, you really are the most canceled woman alive. I, I didn't know the scope of it. Like, how do you you know, they, when they when they shut down your banks, when they shut down your ways to access money, when they shut down your means of communication with others, what do they expect to happen to you? Do they expect you to off yourself or do they expect you to yeah, rise over and become more infuriated right? with their system? <laughs> I think they they are hoping that people kill themselves, right? And they push you to that limit. And look, it's been hard. It's very, like, emotionally taxing. And, you know, it's definitely been very hard to deal with. But, you know, that's what they want. They want to see you swinging from a rope, right? So every single day that you don't swing from a rope is a day that they lose and you win. I don't even know how to follow up with that piece. I'm going to pivot subjects. That's so heavy. And Laura Loomer is not suicidal. Am I right? She does not want to off herself. No, I'm simply explaining that that's their mindset. That's what they try to do. I know. That is what they try to do. That's what they try to do with Alex Jones. That's what they try to do with um, every single political patriot. You know, we just had, uh, I had this this, um, conversation with Eric Christie. I think I I forwarded you the uh, conversation. It's an audio file. I'm going to try to upload it to uh, Infowars. Um, we started recording a bunch of phone calls, political J6, the prisoner in jail, and he um, he had a Congressional Visitation Day by Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, Andrew Clyde, and uh, uh, Anna uh, Paulina Luna. And um, he said to our, the listeners, he criticized heavily Marjorie Taylor Greene because she came here last year and at around the same time and had her own group of gulaggers and, uh, you know, Andrew Clyde. And they sit there and they pontificate to these J6ers, we're going to get you out of prison, whatever. Turned out to be a whole Fed surrection. And um, now they're negotiating for better conditions for these prisoners. So, and I wanted to bring this up because I know Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's got her targets on you. And I don't understand why she has her targets on you or why she would even bother wasting her time with somebody who's not a member of the House of Congress. You know, it's like she, she like. Is she like sitting at the feet just, of Donald Trump waiting to be his little jealous. barking dog? <laughs> I think she's jealous, you know, because look. You, you can see in her own statements going back to 2020, right? So even before she ran for office, I remember meeting her at conferences and, you know, she'd ask me for selfies. And then 
oh, you're such an inspiration. And then, of course, we're running at the same time. And, you know, she endorses me. And then when she gets into Congress, she's texting me all the time and I'm helping her and, you know, asking me for help with fundraising, asking to rent my list, uh, asking me for information about Ilhan Omar. And it's just like, you know, she's on video saying, oh, I need Laura Loomer in Congress with me. She's such a fighter. But now, right, now that she has, you know, people like Milo Yiannopoulos working for her, for example. And I don't even want to hear that name. People, <laughs> Call him people who, something people else. who don't like me. Now, all of a sudden, right, on her Twitter, she's lying and calling me mentally ill and saying that, oh, um, Laura tried working for Yay, and that's why she wants to go work for Trump, because she got turned around by Yay, which is not true at all, by the way. And so the reality is, is that I think that she just thinks that she is like the queen bee, right? She thinks that she's the only woman who can have Trump's attention, politically speaking, of course. Like, she seems to think that she could She be wants to be Trump's Trump. side piece really bad, huh? She just wants to be the only outspoken woman in Congress. And that's why you see the way that she attacked Lauren Boebert, right? And then she went- It's true. Congress. And you want to know something? There's no place any, for that. Any woman, any woman that she views as a threat to her getting mm. media attention, she just lies about and trashes and attacks. So, and then she says, oh, it's because Laura attacked me nonstop when I supported McCarthy. Yeah, because Kevin McCarthy's a piece of shit and he's a sellout and he doesn't do anything and he's the worst speaker of the house ever and he's going to turn around and screw over Donald Trump. Mark my word. Okay. He is. And, and this is another ahead. thing about DJT. Laura, we talked about this yesterday and like you still have so much faith in DJT and I know that there's this bandwagon of patriots who are like waving his flag saying he's the best option we got and all this stuff. And Owen Schroyer had on today with Alex Jones and he was like saying that Trump is the best we ever had and he's only a D. And I would even go further to say he's at most a D minus, like minus the allowing for the largest biological weapons attack on the United States and seeing that he complete it wasn't that he lost the election he lost the voter fraud like it was clearly the case was laid out right in front of him for him to make and he still failed to con to be able to convince everybody and then j6 and all these poor decisions from from mark milley to uh rex tillerson to jeff sessions it was like one after another after another after another anthony scaramucci for 11 days as as uh Chief of uh, uh, um, Communications, you know, like I know that you have loyalty to him and 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 but I really see him when he didn't hire you. To me, that was like another foul on Trump. Like, what is wrong with you? Let me give you this criticism of Trump. OK, look at the guys who he's got closest around him. Right. He took out Meadows from the House to make chief of staff who was doing huge work. He took Radcliffe out of the house to put his DNI. Radcliffe was doing huge work. He took Nunez out of the house to make him CEO of Truth Social. And Nunez was killing it on the Russia gate. You know, his work was so vital to America. Why did Trump take away some of our best warriors to hoard them for himself? And then in a case like you, he didn't even hire you. He kicked you to the curb. Because of uh, something that a congresswoman decided to get on Twitter and tweet about. Look, I don't. I can't speak for President Trump. Look, I'm not. I'm not one of his advisors, right? So I don't know. But are you still a loyalist after all of this? Yeah, I support President Trump. I'm loyal to President Trump. It's unfortunate what happened, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see what ends up happening, right? But yo, Trump. There's people, there's people who surround him who leak to the press, and it's not like it was President Trump's decision, right? President Trump wanted to hire me, but you see that people around him leaked it to the media, and you're right. Marjorie Taylor Greene then got okay, on Twitter. Then here's another thing, Laura. Okay, another strike you just gave against Donald Trump inadvertently is you said that he caved to the media. He became a, me uh, a like a soft media cuck again. Like the media says something and Donald Trump comes running and he's like cuck to the media. I, like I can't so deal with that. Kind of stuff. We have happens. to bring the Messiah and save the world. We don't have time for another cuck media presentation by Trump fight. 24 is around the corner. There's still time left and we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what Why happens. Why don't you run for president? 
I don't want to be president, first of all. And also, I support President Trump, like I said, and I'm too young to run for president. You have to be That's 35. That's true. You're only 29. you got to be 35. I can run for president. Yeah, I'm only, Truth 29. Is, is, I'm only 29, and I'll probably be dead from a heart attack by the time I'm 30. So. God forbid. Chas v'shulam. Chas v'shulam. That means God forbid to all you Christians out there, because most of my audience is Christian, which I love. I think it's like the coolest thing in the world that like a Jewish guy like myself gets to speak to so many Christians like this. But um, truth be told, it is a damn shame what they do to you. And I think that the Republicans, we need the biggest. And I want your comment on this. I want to I want the biggest platform in the world. I want 20 candidates running for president. I want options. I want opinions. I want voices. I want people who feel like they're not being represented and being marginalized to come out and run for president. I think the thing we need most is the most amount of ideas right now. What do you think about that? I think we need President Trump back in the White House, but it would be great if there were people around him like myself who, you know, share the share the views of a lot of these people that are, you know, feeling undecided right now or feel like they have been ostracized or maligned by the GOP. Uh, and that's why so many people were excited to hear, right, that I was going to be brought on. And so I think that we need outsiders um, as advisors for President Trump and people who are going to be able to uh, give a voice, right, to the grassroots movement and give a voice to your everyday, uh, like, like I said, disaffected GOP voter. Because, yeah, these people all like President Trump, but there's a lot of people out there that just feel like their their vote doesn't count anymore. So I'm, I'm one of them. For, I'm not voting for anybody except Trump. And I've said that if Trump isn't the nominee, then I'm just not voting in 2024 because I just don't have faith in our elections anymore in this country. I really don't. Look, I have explained to you before how loyal I was to Trump and how hard it was for me to pivot away from the Trump camp. But I just believe like in the art of war, like trust that you don't know who your enemy is. And, you know, like I love the story of Trump. I love everything he could be. And I love the commercials that they're running for him on Infowars. It's like Alex Jones is like begging Trump to like, like repent and like improve his ways you know I, I love it and i hope that trump does that i read the great comeback i read his book uh art of the comeback and i want to actually see him make the comeback i want to see the art of the comeback and right now he's consecutively making poor decision after poor decision not hiring you in my eyes was a continuation of that chain and it further takes me away from him thinking that he's just a deep state vax pusher you know, because I, I, I and I and I just am at a place where I've seen so much of our country become compromised in such a quick amount of time that I can't but beg to wonder who what you don't know, you don't know. And who don't you know is actually the one committing treason. So may I don't think I don't want to accuse Trump of anything like this because my nature is to like and respect him when he crossed the border in North Korea, the things that he did, you know, in the Middle East and the Abram Accords and all sorts of stuff. Good stuff came from him. But he did either get majorly played or he's in on it. And if he got majorly played, he needs to immediately stop and fire everybody in his administration and all of his gatekeepers, you know, and, and bringing you into the mix would have been something that would have brought a lot of people into the mix. I see not bringing you into the mix also as like an affront to people who brought him into the mix. You know, you come from a long um, pedigree of, you know, your circle in the political world is certainly Trump is indebted to. So that it would, it, by pushing you away, it's pushing other worlds away that would have inadvertently been close to Trump had Trump had he have, if he receives the nomination and becomes president in 2024. Yeah. So, I, These things concern I me. Argue, I can't argue that, you know, it ended up pushing people away, but you know, I don't, I don't control that. Unfortunately, it's unfortunate what happened. And, you know, I blame Marjorie Taylor green. So she probably should have just stuck to doing what she does best, which is nothing. Instead of opening really, she does nothing. She makes a lot of bold comments. You know, she goes on TV. She says a lot of powerful things, but in the end of the day, she just sits back and. I mean, it's not really powerful. It's just red meat for the base. I mean, 
Oh, she Any says one of them can introduce legislation what, to free the day. What exactly is powerful that she says, right? Like, I wouldn't exactly say, oh, she goes on TV and says a lot of powerful things. She just bloviates. It's a bunch of bullshit. So what do you think happens like when they go and they're so pumped up to go fight and then they get there and then they stop fighting? Well, she like clearly sold out to the swamp. I mean, that's pretty clear. She went in and I remember I have text messages with her where she's telling me what a piece of shit Kevin McCarthy is. OK, and now all of a sudden she's like Kevin McCarthy's best friend in Congress. So what is it? Is Kevin McCarthy a piece of shit or is he your best friend? You know, mm -hmm. are we are we going to drain the swamp or are you going to be supporting the swamp? Right. So. You know, that's just how it goes with her. She just says one thing to get elected and does the other, uh, the exact opposite. And that's what we see. That's what we see with her and so many of these other representatives in Washington. So I think uh, I think a lot of them are making a lot of money. If you look at their if you look at their stocks, I think that uh, trading stocks should be illegal uh, if you're a member of Congress. And you see that a lot of these members of Congress are making so much money while members while being members of congress even though the salary for a member of congress is about one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year yeah they're crushing it they're crushing it i bet you they're all shorting fox news right now <laughs> well i saw today that fox news lost a billion dollars worth of value i know they might that? as well put a tranny on the cover of their uh, next commercial fox news home of dylan mulvaney <laughs> they're gonna be replacing tucker with a real life tucker <laughs> oh my god that's so stupid but it's so funny <laughs> but um you know like yeah. i i heard Owen Schroyer make this comment <laughs> i can't oh my god i can't believe it you can't believe what tucker tonight what is it? Tucker Tonight, hosted by... Um, Mulvaney, a real-life Tucker. Dylan Mulvaney. That's so funny. A real-life Tucker. <laughs> All right, meme makers, get on that one. I want to see, like, at least 10 renditions of that by the end of the night. That is a, that's a hot meme to get on. You could tag Laura, Laura Loomer in it. She came up with you it. You don't even need to change the name of Tucker Tonight. It's just going to be Tucker Tonight with Dylan Mulvaney. And he's just going to so give you funny. tips on how to, you know, how to. Sponsored by Bud Light. Sponsored by Bud Light. <laughs> Tucker Tonight, hosted by Dylan Mulvaney, sponsored by Bud Light. Grab yourself a Bud, buddy. So stupid. Oh, my God. But, you know, like uh, speaking about canceling, you said this earlier. I mean, Rupert Murdoch, everybody's speculating on why he did it in his mind. You have to ask yourself, what was it? I knew as soon as he signed on the that he was going to um, settle with Dominion. I knew he was just weak and cucking and it was going to come with much more penalties than just seven hundred and fifty million dollars. And I knew that Tucker I'm was sure in the class. I'm sure that I'm sure that there are consolation prizes, you know, like mm. different hosts. So you have Dan Bongino and who knows like what the situation was with Tucker, if that was part of the Dominion lawsuit or, you know, if it's something else. He recently just interviewed uh, Donald Trump. And we now know that Fox News and Paul Ryan and Rupert Murdoch, all of which uh, represent Fox News, you know, Paul Ryan being on the board, Rupert Murdoch being the owner. Yeah. Uh, they're all Team DeSantis. So for all we know, this could be another move by the deep state and the rhinos and Fox News, which has already mm. declared war on President Trump to further prop up Ron DeSantis. And maybe they view Tucker Carlson as a threat to that, right? Yeah, I would imagine that Tucker Carlson would be a threat to that. He's like completely white-pilled right now. He can't stop speaking truth. Well, and also, too, uh, what's his name? Uh, DeSantis. He started to fall in the polls. He was he was uh, only starting to really decline in the polls after Tucker Carlson, if you recall, several weeks ago, had each of the candidates uh, give their statement on the Ukraine-Russia war. Mm -hmm. And when people got to see what a flip-flopper Ron DeSantis was, that's when people really started to hammer him and he started to you know fall in the polls. So he was he was dwindling before that as well, but he really started to crash. Uh, when everybody started pushing out those videos showing how, you know, he's he said one thing to one person about Ukraine and then he tells Tucker another and then mm -hmm. he gives a speech the next day and has a different perspective on Ukraine. So 
I think that um, after this interview with Donald Trump as well, it just posed too much of a threat. But I don't want to speculate, right? We don't know. Who knows what's really going on? But we do know that Fox News is in bed with Dominion. And we do know for a fact that Fox News is anti-Trump and has committed itself to unpersoning President Donald Trump, as we've seen from the text messages uh, that were shared between Rupert Murdoch, his son, and Paul Ryan, that were a part of the Dominion discovery dump. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's all just so, so heavy to think about, you know, what do you think, you know, Paul Ryan, he's the, he's the original traitor. They're all coming from this Romney deep, deep state camp. Um, it's no wonder that, uh, that you see them all aligning themselves with DeSantis and, and, I'll tell you, DeSantis really is starting to look like he graduated from both Harvard and Yale right about now. Well, yeah, he did. And he's very swampy and he's very elitist and he's very establishment and it's all coming out. And, you know, he's very unpersonable. He doesn't have any charisma. And uh, it's no wonder, right? Look who his main advisors are. People like Paul Ryan and Carl right. Rove and he's got Rupert Murdoch behind him and the Bushes. So it's no wonder why his campaign is tanking right now. And it's also no wonder why uh, voters are starting to get turned off because President Donald Trump woke people up to what it means to be fake news. President Donald Trump exposed uh, the uniparty establishment Republican Party uh, for what it was. And now these are like buzzwords and trigger words anytime anybody sees any of these individuals associating themselves with a candidate. So mm -hmm. the only way that Ron DeSantis can be the nominee and get to the White House is if as is, is if there's a total assault on all of the effective conservative content creators and su Trump supporters in the media and a silencing of these people, uh, both in real life and a deplatforming of them uh, in real life and online and also in the media industry. And that's what we're watching. We're seeing we're seeing the takedown of Alex Jones with the Sandy Hook judgment. We're seeing the takedown of Roger Stone. We're seeing the takedown of um, Tucker Carlson and Steve Bannon and James O'Keefe. Right. I'm not, seeing, I'm not seeing takedowns. I'm seeing I'm seeing people birthing into brand new chapters of the revolution that you can't what you can't yeah you can call you it that you can say that they're that they're you know being rebirthed uh into you can't even kill these life. people yeah killing these people will make them so infinitely strong and you can say that but what i'm what i'm talking about is there's a full-blown effort to silence them and to throttle them and to push them back so that right. they have to spend time rebuilding as opposed to just, you know yeah. just Continuing. And regardless of whether you're saying that they get stronger and they persevere and, you know, they learn from this adversity, the fact of the matter is, is they're they're losing a massive audience. Right. And when you get deplatformed, you might be able to survive and you may be able to continue, but you never fully regain your audience. It's true. I'm just trying to be an optimist, but it really sucks. And we should like. I'm not an optimist, though. I'm so black filled, honestly. I'm just. I'm, I'm so blackpilled. I'm thinking of changing my name of, from Laura Loomer to Laura Doomer because I just don't really see much hope left for society anymore, really. But I don't really call that being a pessimist. I just call it being a realist. All right. Well, there's a couple things that could happen that could really screw up the situation or else I think we got them on the ropes. They can launch another virus, but I don't think... I don't know what they have planned. I know Alex has been talking about it a lot on his show. They're going to push nuclear. The war in Ukraine is ending. By August, it'll be over. Um, China and Putin have so much that they've invested together that they don't want to see the world end in mutually assured destruction. I mean, you will probably have a war with China if anything is going to happen. Before there's a war with China, China will definitely invade Taiwan. Taiwan is a precursor. And then after Taiwan, there there would be, I think it would at least take a year to two years to build up for China to even consider going to war with the United States and having that massive logistical nightmare of crossing the Pacific Ocean for the purpose of going to war with the United States. With everything that it has on the line, Russia, I think that they're more than likely to try to take over slowly 
all maritime activity in the Pacific Ocean before going to war with the United States, in which case they would go to war with the United States in like 25 years. But well, I don't see- they also, they could, just shut, they could just stop all shipment as well. They could just close the ports. That's exactly what they're probably going to do. Economic warfare and several naval skirmishes with fisher boats. And, and that's going like that. to, and that's going to devastate uh, our country and it's going to kill millions of Americans. Because 95% of our pharmaceuticals are produced overseas, okay? You're just going to have a slow um, a slow drop-off of the American population. Think about it. You wouldn't even have to fire a single bullet. If they just cut off, if they just cut off our abilities to get supplies because so much of our manufacturing is done in China and you look at our pharmaceutical dependence on these countries, people are going to die. We don't, we don't have the infrastructure here in the United States to... to bring back the manufacturing right now. That's what President Trump was trying to accomplish with his second term, but we don't have it. I personally um, have always been a person that believes that when, when, the, when the, the skin sheds, you become a new person. And we are taking massive, massive losses. And America will not look the same ever again. It's true. They've created death, filth, theft, destruction throughout the cities. They've destroyed our country from the inside out. They've regulated everything so messy that deregulation is a nightmare unless it, all regulations are just scrapped immediately. There's a way at which we take the power back. People are not willing to talk about it or do it. And I'm not afraid of anything. And... I'm excited by persecution because life is boring, you know? And it's like, if I'm sitting here watching the world be destroyed, I'd rather, you know, at least die on my feet than die on my knees. And I don't think that death is coming. I know you do because you're so attacked and I, and I send you compassion, so much compassion for, and, and I, and I challenge the people that are coming after you to divert their attention on me because I really want it. And I'm and and please come after me, all you sick freaking pedo tranny losers. I'm not afraid of you and I will take you on. But we are winning. And one of the things that Alex says is if they weren't coming after us so hard, if they weren't promoting so much propaganda, like firing Tucker Carlson is proof just how afraid they actually are. They feel they need to go to such extremes in order to protect the position that they have. So like, I'm an optimist. I think that the, the brighter days are ahead of us and the, the future is, is before us in a, in a bright and green fashion. I think that there's gonna be a Nuremberg 2.0 and I, I see it, I taste it. I don't taste gas chambers or I we'll do. See. We'll see, I, I hope you don't taste gas chambers. <laughs> Speaking of which, I want to pivot into a subject because you and I are both Jews. We're very passionate about being Jews. Israel's another subject. I want to play a video because Bibi Netanyahu went on Jordan Peterson and talking about the vaccines and what he did. And I want to get your take on it because I've in previous shows have gone out and accused Bibi of being a total Nazi. Not like the Nazis that we hate, because everybody we hate's a Nazi, but like German Socialist Democratic Workers Party Nazi, like a paid employee of the of the regime. And uh, I want to get your take on this. And people as people say, how could you call another Jew a Nazi? And I said, okay, well, I don't even think he might even not be Jewish to pull this off. But he admits his crimes on Jordan Peterson. I want to get your take on it. I'm going to play the clip. We'll watch it, and then I want to hear you spin it. Give you one example, so you'll see, because I don't want to bore you with uh, detailed, detailed plans. I, 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 but they are detailed in my mind. Um, they are detailed in his We mind. came out of COVID first. I described that in my book, my conversations with Albert Borla, Pfizer. And I persuaded him to give tiny Israel uh, the, the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the COVID. And the reason I could do that is because we have a database, 98%, a medical database, 98% of our population has digitized medical records and little card. And anywhere you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference. 
Boom, you punch it in, and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. I said, we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people, not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically. What does it do to people with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, meningitis? What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What is it, you know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the, the lab for Pfizer. And that's how we did it. We got out. The we lab gave the information to the world, not only been published in medical magazines and so on. Um, that's a database we have. I intend to bring on that base database of medical, personal medical records for entire population, a genetic database, genomes, okay? Give me a saliva, sample, volunteer. Nazi. But I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay them. Maybe now we'll we have pay them. a genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. It's got, you have to have diversified populations. I've we have people from Jewish 100 lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now, now let uh, pharma companies let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database, okay? I'm telling you right away that I'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms. Oh, but you can preference. create, And then to the world. But you can create, uh, you know, a biotechnological industry that is un, unheard of right now. Unheard of. Unimagined even. Uh, and, and these are just the examples. So we can become a lot, stave off Iran, become a light stave on to the nations. Stave off Iran. In and uh, then a light onto the nations. He's the light onto the nations. Just the, fact, just the fact that he admitted to basically making Jews rats, right? Mm. I mean, mm. that's literally what we accuse people of being Nazis for doing. And like the book, yeah. Mouse, I don't know if you've ever read the book Mouse, but that's no. exactly what it does. It portrays Jews as as like mice and rats, because that's what the Nazis used to call Jews, right? They used to call them, what did they say? Juden rats, right? Juden so rat, yeah. the reality is, is Bibi Netanyahu just said that he made Israel uh, the... Uh, the Juden the rat, rat of Pfizer. Then he made the Jewish state the and all of these uh, citizens of Israel, the Jew rats in their lab, right? And Pfizer. So, so it's really terrible because this is like you know, human experimentation. This is exactly what uh, Hitler and uh, Dr. Mengele did. And I always got really bad Nazi vibes when I was looking at, uh, at, at Israel's implementation of COVID lockdowns and restrictions, especially when they implemented their green pass. And just to see the same terminology be used, uh, you know, in a modern, in a modern, in a modern time, what happened to never again? We talked about never again, but then you have, you know, the leader of Israel talking about how he intentionally, without asking for people's consent, allowed for the Jewish state, the Jewish people to become lab rats for Pfizer. On Jordan Peterson. It sounds too like it's a HIPAA violation because from that interview, I take it that he's willing to just turn over everybody's medical information. So and did you see a genetic so database too? Over people's database, they're going to turn over a database of people's private medical information. And they said, here's the deal, we're going to allow for you to see how this impacts people that have, you know, this kind of disorder. So what they're just going to turn over everybody's private medical information. Exactly. Classes? Exactly. Oh, my God, Laura, he's such a Nazi scumbag. He's like the epitome of the of the traitor. I mean, like it doesn't get any more. It's really shocking to hear somebody like Netanyahu use that terminology because that is the terminology that actual Nazis used. Exactly. When they described it as a lab, right? And human experimentations. And then, you know, in medical labs, they, they study rats and they do all of their experimentation on rats. And that's exactly what they did to... To Jews, they did medical experimentations on them, and they considered them to be lab rats. You know, in the Jewish tradition, we have a culture of exile, and we talk about our various exiles: the Babylonian exile, the Greek exile, the current Roman exile. And what he inadvertently did was, what in the past we at least we had honor being exiled into nations. Here, we've been exiled into a Nazi corporation. That is an obvious Operation Paperclip recipient. 
and everybody's aware that it received the Mangala research and all the scientists. There was only 19 scientists. There was only 19 Nazis that were brought to trial in Nuremberg in the beginning. Several after, but very small numbers, but certainly not the thousands of scientists and officials that were actually in the elite state um, like Eugene Schwab, Klaus Schwab's father. But, um, but you know, what we're watching right now, Laura, is the rise of the Fourth Reich. And you see it. What would the Nazis' greatest target be? The last of the Jews. And, of course, they want to sign this exclusive deal with Pfizer that goes against all Israel medical code. You and I went over that. The real response was should have been Israel should have had like a world fair of vaccines. I myself, I'm super anti-vax. I'll never take any vax or give them to my kids. I don't believe in them. I think they're all Nazi science, but the but that would have been the correct response of Israel for what Israel was prior to COVID vaccines. They locked their own vaccine up in bureaucracy. It took two and a half years to come out well after the population was inoculated with four do- four doses of Pfizer. And before America even had its second shot, some of the Israelis had their fourth shot. And uh, nobody should have had any shot. But I'm glad that I got your opinion on that because it's important that we as Jews, especially over here in America, call out these heinous crimes against humanity for what they are. They're crimes against humanity. Yeah, they are crimes against humanity. They're human rights violations and it's genocide. You know, I have friends in Israel, a lot of friends in Israel, and there's always something on Facebook of a sudden adult death syndrome or even a sudden youth heart attack. Those are happening all the time in Israel. And, you know, he has to know the, those data when he goes on Jordan Peterson and says that Israel volunteering to be a lab to Pfizer is being a light unto the nations. He uses the biblical term of what the Jewish purpose is. A light unto the nations is about spreading the awareness of free will and consciousness in God. But he decides that a light to the nations means being Pfizer's Juden lab rat. And it just boils my blood. He should be hung. I have no problem saying he should be hung. Well, I do think that... um... It's very shocking, right, to hear somebody like Bibi Netanyahu say openly, and it's not even like an inference, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is he insinuating that that the Jewish state is essentially the the lab, the human lab, and that the Jews have become the modern day lab rats for Pfizer? No, <laughs> those are the exact words out of his mouth, and it's shocking. Mm-hmm. I had never seen this clip until you actually brought it to my attention, and it's horrific. So, you know, people like to say, like, they, they like to engage in, like, these global conspiracies that the Jews are behind everything. One of the re- way, reasons I respect Alex so much is he always throws out this logical argument that a lot of people pass over. Well, if the Jews were in control of it, why did they vaccinate their population so much with the death shots? Exactly. So um, I got to ask you, I'm a Jewish single man i would never like date or breed or have children with somebody who's been vaccinated with this death shot i because i don't want it to get into the children you as a jewish single woman do you also feel that way that you would would you would you marry somebody and have a child with somebody who has taken this vaccine no, and I'm not vaccinated. I would never I would never want to procreate with somebody that took the vaccine. And I would also not want to marry somebody that took the vaccine because now that we know that you can just drop dead instantaneously, like why would I want to marry somebody knowing like, oh, are you going to die today? Or I mean, I know that. <laughs> right after the first child is born and there's a lot of work to do. I know that you can die in a car accident and you can die from getting struck by lightning or you know, there's a lot of ways that you can die, right? But it's just really, it's one of those things that kind of creeps me out. Like, oh, okay, are you going to drop dead today because you took the vaccine? So no, I wouldn't procreate with somebody who has had the vaccine. And no, I would not date or marry somebody that's had the vaccine. So in essence, Bibi Netanyahu has like completely modified the gene pool. And there's going to be three classes of people. 
not only has he modified the gene pool, but he's also pretty much made it impossible for non-vaccinated Jews to like, you know, carry on. Well, Lord, it's always you and me. Yes, I know. You've made that clear. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Anyways, there was there was great prophecy in music back in the day. Laura, what's the biggest story going on in the press that you think is not getting reported by anybody? Well, I I just broke a story actually that I think is really interesting and tell us about it. You know, not to say that it's the biggest story, but it is a big story. So the same people that rigged our elections in 2024 or in 2020, are gearing up to rig our elections in 2024. And I'm talking about, of course, um, you know, these various uh, supervisors of elections and elections officials in key swing states uh, who became the center of a lot of this controversy in Maricopa County, Arizona, and Georgia, and elsewhere. And a lot of these individuals that received funding from Zuckerberg and Soros to uh, interfere in our elections in 2020 are having a secret conference, okay, with these various supervisors of Whoa. elections and secretaries of state in May. Uh, and they're having it at the International Spy Museum in Washington, D.C., of all places. So that is it's kind of just like open mockery at this point wow. in time. It is. Have you ever been to that museum? No. It's kind of a cool place. But to have a, to have a, a meeting there is certainly indicative of your intentions, without a doubt. Yeah, I think they're just trying to mock people. What now. are the names of the companies involved? Well, you have uh, CIR that um, is uh, the group that received the millions of dollars uh, of Zuckerbucks from Mark Zuckerberg to influence our elections in in uh, twenty twenty. And we saw that they sent those Zuckerbucks to uh, various supervisors of elections offices in swing states. Uh, for drop boxes. So that's the organization. And then you have, like I said, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who is uh, the funder of this organization, still very openly and clearly funding this organization. And, um, you know, there's others, there's others as well. But uh, CIR is the main organization that's, uh, you know, hosting this conference and that's behind it and is really, um, you know, behind uh, bringing all these elected officials together. But People can read more about my report at lauralumer.substack.com and then they can see for themselves how deep this goes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to check that out. Um, that is quite alarming. I know that Maricopa County is going to be a bloodbath this year. And if we don't step up, they're just going to go further and further with it. I mean, yeah. until they walked off in cuffs, they're not going to stop. They're only going well, to... And, and another story too that's not really getting enough attention is the fact that Ron DeSantis, okay, he's totally violating federal election laws and state election laws by violating Florida's resign to run law and also violating uh, rules with the FEC by running an illegal shadow presidential campaign. So you can expect to see him file to run for president in the next few weeks now that the Florida legislative session is set to end. Mm -hmm. um, I heard that he might actually drop out, that there was talks that he wouldn't actually run. Did you hear anything of that nature? He's running. He's going to run because they view him as such a disruptive force. They just want to take votes away from him. You know what I'm saying? They just want to they want there's people out there that have so much money that they're willing to just fund it and use their money for the sake of going against President Trump in 2024. Look, I really hope that good things come out of President Trump in 2024. I'm excited to see what will happen. But like, in all honesty, I don't put faith in anybody but myself and my future's bright, no matter what happens to the rest of the world, but I I am, the system is in need of a reckoning. And did you happen to see Tucker Carlson over the weekend at Heritage? Yeah, I saw his speech and it's kind of interesting. This must have happened sometime over the weekend because he didn't mention anything about being outed at Fox um, while giving right. his speech. So I kind of wonder when this, if this like was a result of his speech or... I guess we'll find out eventually, right? Yeah, you know, like he seems like the type of journalist that would want to break his own story. So, but uh, one thing that I loved about his speech was at the end and how he humbly beseeches everybody for prayer 
And I truly believe, you know, if you read the book of Ezekiel 38 to 40, there's like this whole thing that God does. It's called the War of Gog. It's like this crazy, crazy, surreal battle to bring about the Messiah. It's nuts. Totally a CGI movie waiting to happen made by ChatGPT. So, but the truth is, is in this saga, what happens is, is at the end, God says he does this to reveal himself to the world. You know, all the darkness, all the suffering, all the hardship, everything is only to reveal about God to the world in this in this final time. Have you time. noticed that uh, Tucker Carlson always wears a red Kabbalah bracelet? No, I didn't. Actually, you know what I did see? Some, when he, he gave this interview about Jeffrey Epstein. He wears a um, red Kabbalah bracelet, so I kind of wonder, you know, that's what he's into. Well, Tucker, if you want to learn Kabbalah, come hit me up. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I feel like this is all about the grand revelation of things, you know, like the it's almost like the final abatement, like he had to separate from Fox and, you know, like the oil has to be separated from the water so that we could see what's what. But I'm not worried. And I think that there's going to be good things in the future. And, and I and I think that yeah. damn shame what happened to DeSantis, because he could have easily been president for eight years Uh, I'm kind of glad that this happened because now we don't have to deal with him in 2028, hopefully. So, you know, it's better that he gets exposed now than us have to, you know, be fooled by a Trojan horse in 2028. So I don't really feel bad about what's happened to DeSantis. He did it to himself. And I just say good riddance. Before we go, um, I want to ask you about Facebook. You're suing Facebook, right? Yeah, I have a RICO lawsuit right now against Facebook and Twitter, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. That's so cool. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I'm suing them for uh, their racketeering, right? They are a criminal enterprise and this is organized crime. And uh, we've now seen through the release of the Twitter files and Elon Musk's own admission that he purchased not just a social media company, but a crime scene. And mm-hmm. so these companies need to be held accountable. I sued them prior Absolutely. to Elon Musk purchasing the company. So it's not like I'm suing Elon Musk. Sure, he's assumed responsibility for the company, uh, but they need to be held accountable for their illegal electioneering, their illegal election interference, and uh, other crimes as well, like aiding and abetting terrorist organizations, which is something that they've done through uh, their platforming and material support. Uh, by giving platform access to groups like the Taliban and the Muslim Brotherhood and Hamas. I like the fact that Elon bought the company after because now it gives him an incentive to settle with you because by settling with you, he exposes the whole story as actually happening. It doesn't have to go to court. You know, he could settle with you and, and you know, yeah, well, out his own story if he cares we'll enough see. about it. Yeah, I thought he cared enough about it too, but we'll see. So... I think we should totally boycott Facebook. What do you think? Well, I don't use Facebook, so go ahead. I don't have Facebook or Instagram, so. They're the ones who shadow ban me and block me the most. Boycott Facebook, boycott all the meta. You'd support that. Yeah, I mean, I don't use them anyway, so go ahead. It's like like another day in my life. I've technically been boycotting them since 2019. I've been banned from Facebook and Instagram for years. Before we go, give us one thing about Loomer Vision. Where can people find you? What's going on? Uh, you know, like, where are you fighting back so that you, where are you so not being censored? I'm now, I'm now on Substack. So you can subscribe to my Substack. It's free at uh, lauraloomer.substack.com. Or you can upgrade your subscription for $7 a month or $70 a year. And that helps me do all my investigative journalism. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter, Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at Laura Loomer. And then I'm on Telegram at Loomerit Official. And if you want to read more about my story and uh, kind of, you know, why I got banned everywhere and how we got to this point and read about the history of cancel culture, uh, you can order my book, Loomerd, How I Became the Most Banned Woman in the World. Laura Loomer, you're the queen. Don't let them get you down. Off with their heads. Yes. Thank you. That note, I'm going to close out. My name is Adam King. I'm your host of The Adam King Show found on Bandai Video and on InfoWars. I want to thank our unbelievable guest, Laura Loomer, for joining us today. 
And we got so much cool stuff coming down in the pipes. I want everybody to tune in. Don't go away. We got a lot more coming. Wonderful, wonderful week ahead. Peace out, Ah! warriors. Oh, what's the matter? What the hell is that? A killer robot monster? Ah! Stewie, relax. No, Brian, you keep that thing away from me. Is it, is it looking at me? Can it see me? Man, you're really scared of this thing, huh? Ah! Cherry? Another cherry? Ah! 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 Oh, what was I worried about? Ah! 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 Oh, God! Ah! Ah!